Welcome back to Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. I'm Marcus Richardson. And I'm Nathan Hicken. Welcome back to the Moonshine Exhibit. I'm the detective, and let me do my best to recapping what I know so far. So the Moonshine Exhibit is in kind of a steampunk world, and the murder mystery is taking place on an airship called the Moonshine Express. It's flying over California towards Oregon to the city of Moonshine. So I woke up as a paranormal investigator with a ghost apparently summoned by me in my cabin. Then I discovered the body in the cargo hold, or I didn't discover it, uh, Colonel Hastings did. I'll, I'll go over the characters in a second, but upon finding the body, it looked like he had been killed immediately next to a crate holding the sarcophagus of a mummy. Sorry, a pharaoh? Mummy? I guess interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so who is on this airship? We have Colonel Hastings, who found the body. He's wearing khaki. I remember that detail. So That's all you I, need to know, really. Just I, Yeah, khaki. I got it down. <laughs> he was let off of military service, and he works in zoology and botany. I believe he teaches at those things. Mm-hmm. And he was being all kinds of shifty, shiftier <laughs> than... Uh, uh, a house without a foundation oh that's not good Uh, but he's just one person Uh, another possible suspect is Madam Christie a fortune teller slash medium and she was the one who told me all about Pharaoh Maricari which is the crate whereby Harley was found dead um, also, there's Mooney, or Nicholas Ackroyd, who is the ticket taker on the ship. It sounds like he recently lost an election. I haven't asked him about that, but maybe I, I should dig into that a bit. There's Captain Edgeware, who has excellent eyewear in the form of steampunk goggles. Uh, and there's Cyan Evans, who is the daughter of a mining magnate, also from Moonshine. So, that, those are the characters, but the most recent thing I did was fix a radio, so I'm going to quit my job and go into <laughs> radio refurbishment and repair, because I clearly have a knack for it. Oh, yeah. Is Radio Shack hiring? Oh, uh, does Radio Shack exist in this world? Maybe not. Um, but on the radio, I got a message from Genevieve telling me, giving me kind of a secondary objective, an item to acquire a la magic tree house <laughs> to uh, retrieve oh, no. and come back home. <laughs> I've just rewritten magic tree house. Edgy magic tree house. It gets really good in the upper 200s. Oh, oh no. Hey, I, I say that with just, just love <laughs> and praise. It is a high compliment to be compared to magic tree house. Yes. You also learned a little bit more about the compass. Just a tad. It's cr- technical name is the moratoria it will allow you to temporarily freeze time in your exhibit's reality however there is a time limit uh 53 seconds you've not hit that yet i think the most you've gone to is like 25 so (laughs) 
the the specificity of 53 seconds is the scariest part about that um <laughs> who knows what happens but the fact is 53 seconds you know it's gonna oh, be just awful i know what um, happens <laughs> oh man um but since we recorded last time i have thought of a place to utilize that so we'll get to that but if we could hop back in i believe i am in the cockpit mm-hmm. um with both Mooney and uh yeah Mooney and the captain yep captain's in the pilot's seat with their various instruments but Mooney's standing next to you impressed that you've managed to fix the uh radio okay cool i assume he doesn't really react to what i heard on the radio doesn't seem to really understand or anything no no nothing okay i haven't really interviewed Mooney yet so I guess I'll ask him a few questions before I also want to talk to the captain. But yeah, so Mooney, um, I hear that you are a politician as well as a, a ticket taker. How how does that work? Was a politician, now just a porter. Sure. Um, what happened was, uh, did you ever successfully campaign for a position? Unfortunately not. My uh, campaign ships never have seemed to get off the ground, if you know what I'm saying. And so you went to airships. I understand. Um, I I would love to learn more. Like, what? Why? Why a porter? Why not continue on the the political trail? After my last attempt at a mayor, I was not really wanted around town, and. This uh, airship offered certain advantages. Mm. So what's your connection to the people on this ship? Connection? Uh, well, Captain here, he nods his head uh, to Captain Edgeware. Uh, she's been good to me the last five or six or so years. Stable job, even with the odd hours. Sure. How about, uh, how about Cyan Evans? Cyan, little Miss Cyan. That little miss is full of herself. Her and her daddy are as tight-fisted and greedy as it comes. Can't say I'm too torn up about hearing that their mind's about to be shut down. Well, that is news to me. Interesting. The mine where uh, Harley worked? I assume so. I haven't really tapped toes with the local miners. Okay, well, that is something that I should talk to Cyan about. Okay, um, do you know Madam Christie? Madam Christie, total fraud in my opinion. She's about as psychic as my morning oatmeal, and by that I mean she's bland and predictable. <laughs> you can shake it up. It doesn't have to be predictable. I don't know what you're talking about, miss. It's 1929, ain't got nothing but oats and milk. Did he say miss? Uh, can I look down on my hands? Are they feminine? <laughs> uh, as your business card says, Dr. Grace Quinn. Oh, that's right. Grace is usually of... I don't want to presume gender, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea until you said miss. You're not presuming, but Harley is. Or not okay. Harley. Uh, Mooney <laughs> is. Yeah, I see. Okay. I mean, interesting. <laughs> Thus. Uh, okay. But- can't say I'm a total fan of having her on board. I've seen her being shifty. Anything in connection to the the Pharaoh? Hmm. I might have seen her sneaking around 
the cargo bay a few times. And, or at least trying to. And remind me, from who to who, whom, from whom to whom, I think is how you say that, is the Pharaoh moving? Uh, it was won in an election by uh, Henry Shoemaker or I, by... I, I believe you mean auction. What did I say? Stole? Election. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, it was elected, wasn't it? <laughs> An elected Didn't it take your seat? Didn't it beat you in the mayoral election? It's a sore spot still. <laughs> <laughs> How could you lose to a dead guy? That's That stings. I uh, know. Uh, but yes, right, I believe that the mayor, Mayor Henry Shoemaker, won that. Here, sarcophagus in an election over in San Francisco. Don't know why I'm so interested in a dead person, but... And who makes sure that the cargo makes it? Who is... Is it you as the porter who's responsible for the successful shipment? Usually it's my job, but the uh, mayor had very specific uh, regulations. He checked it over himself before he sent it on its way. Okay. Anything unusual in the way that he checked it or brought it on board? Other than if the fact he hardly let anyone else touch it, not really. I wasn't there. I did not care to grace his grace <laughs> grace his uh, presence with my own presence, so to speak. Mm. Okay, and uh, the last person I would love to ask you about is Colonel Hastings. Well, actually, uh, two more people. Colonel Hastings. What do you know about him? Colonel Hastings, a funny fellow. Obsessed, I'd say. Always talking about his little creatures. Man's too interested in nature. It's not right. And he smells odd. I do know what you're talking about with the smell. I was there in that same room. And also, I think I know what you mean by critters. I was just considering how he is into zoology, and I found not one but two critters back there. What are you talking about? Now, Pets ain't allowed on this airship. You know, I also had a feeling that that might be true. <laughs> uh, if you didn't tell me that, I was going to ask the captain. So, you know, I'll, I'll have to sort this out with Captain Edgeware. Uh, never mind that. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And then the deceased, the, the dearly departed. You knew of Harley? Well, never met him personally before this trip, if that's what you're asking. But... Seemed kind of shifty. If you ask me, he got himself mixed up in some nasty business. You hear Harley next to you, Shifty? What do you mean, Shifty? What seems shifty about me? I'm going to scratch my chin and be like, Hmm, what do you think is the worst thing you could say <laughs> about <laughs> about Harley? Well, he got a glint in his eye. You know, didn't seem like a, uh, like a nice fellow, if you ask me. Yeah, you know, sometimes you can just... Right off the back, you, you've seen the cover, you know the book. Exactly. Sometimes you just see a person and you know that mm -hmm. there Jerk, is not much. <laughs> nasty, dirty, rotten scoundrel. Man, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> this actually feels bad now. Hey, is this help, supposed to help him solve my murder? What are you doing? And I, I say, well, the, the reason I ask you this is because um, – he was murdered, so the fact that you have only ill will towards him is just a really mm. big red flag. Um, it, it was uh, a bit of a test, and, and you did fail that test. Um, I would never speak ill of, of someone dead uh, as he is. 
Mooney scratches his eye patch. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Mooney, I, I think that we should talk more later. But for now, I'd like to talk to the captain. Mm. All right. Got to f- go try to fix that bartender anyhow. He walks yeah, out. I, um, well, consider, uh, as he walks out, well, considering I had better luck than you with the radio, I was planning on heading over there at some point, too. Suit yourself. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Captain Edgeware is sitting at her pilot's seat. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Uh, yes, what do you want now? I've, you've had a free run of the ship. You've, I've disabled the smoke detectors like you asked. What is it now? You know, that one is new to me. Um, how long ago did I tell you to disable the smoke detectors? Also, how does how do smoke detectors exist in this <laughs> world? You're asking me that when we're on a literal flying ship? You know, I didn't think about that. That is super fair. <laughs> uh, I'm... Besides the point, when did I tell you to disable the smoke detectors? I'd say about 45 minutes ago. Uh, you said you needed it for some rituals. Mm-hmm. She like waves mm-hmm. her hands like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I do appreciate it. They were successful. Very exciting. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, too successful. So you have very special cargo on board and madam christie is quick to point a finger at a, a certain curse in connection with the pharaoh marikari do you also believe that the death of uh harley was due to some sort of curse or supernatural influence look i don't care what's in my cargo as long as it ends up where it's supposed to I couldn't care less if it's a sarcophagus or the whole continent of Australia. You know what? As long as it gets to where it's going, that's all that matters to me. Hmm. And you feel the same way about pets? Critters? Critters? She's going to rise. What do you mean, critters? Well, I found not one but two animals in the cargo hold. I have a suspicion of who they belong to. But it sounds like you might not know about this. She rubs her forehead. Raymond Hastings. Oh. Lucky for him, the university pays his fees to be here. Otherwise, I'd kick him off my ship. Do you have like a boardwalk? I mean, sorry, a plank? You mean a plank? A... Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we could fashion something up. She glances at her cot. Excellent. Um glances at her cot as in like she could build something with it or there's something hidden in it that I should pick up. <laughs> glances as if she could use it as a plank. She's like, I've got a, a rifle in there that I could shoot Ah, with. yes. Of course. My secret <laughs> machine gun that I've hidden underneath the cot. I won't ask how those exist. <laughs> uh, all, all bets are off in this world. I oh, have yeah. A, I have a ghost companion. Anachronisms? Wow. <laughs> Who's she? What's that? I don't know. It'll not be the first or last anachronism mentioned. Yeah. Which, hey, I love it. I love it. This is the way I want my steampunk to be. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, if it's not Pharaoh Jiggery Pokery, then what would be uh, your assumption here? Uh, a murder on your vessel? 
as much as I hate to admit it, my current gut feeling is someone up and snuffed the man while I wasn't looking. That is usually when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what he was doing in the cargo hold, but couldn't have been something good. Hmm. So maybe I should ask you a little bit about your passengers. What do you know about, first of all, your porter, Mooney? Ah, Mooney. He's been with me for years now, reliable if a bit taciturn. Easy enough to handle, even with the occasional drunken spells. I assume you don't get involved much in politics? Don't know much of his past? Hmm. I'm well aware of his disastrous run for mayor a few years ago. And why was it so disastrous? Oh, yeah. She, like, glances over her shoulder. Well, you see, the other candidate, uh, now Mayor Henry Shoemaker, was uh, pretty good at slinging mud at Mooney's name. It's a bit of a sore spot. I would say he's a little bit obsessed. He hasn't quite put it in his past, hence the drunken spells and other Mm. obsessions. Vengeance? Vengeance... I mean, he's on an airship. He's pretty far away. We don't stay in town too long. Hmm. Okay. And what kind of slander was thrown his way? Just about any you could think of, from outrageous to believable. Well, I mean, it's probably true, because Henry Shoemaker is a wonderful person that has an excellent <laughs> taste in podcasts. Yes, yes. Uh, as as uh, the venerable You love him mayor. too, right? He's great. Oh, yes. The, the mayor's just my favorite person. She sighs. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I think we should have a new rule that whenever we use a listener's name, we have to say <laughs> something nice about them every time we mention them, even if they're like the murderer. <laughs> they're like, uh, they're, they're awful. Uh, they had bloodstained hands and they had a great haircut. Yeah, like, that haircut complemented their features so well. Yeah, really yeah. sharp jawline, very beautiful silhouette. Oh my gosh, you could grate cheese with that jawline. That was Ooh, fantastic. Nice. <laughs> so I'm still yes, in like the good. southernisms that are still. <laughs> southernisms will eventually overcome all of all of our podcast. Um, okay, uh, that that was Mooney. Uh, tell me about Madame Christie. Uh, Madame Christie is an interesting character. Her affluent and covers her living costs which is why she can afford to be a self-proclaimed psychic or medium she loves fake readings as much as she loves gallivanting around the world but she's a frequent customer so what can you do what kind of fake readings oh you know the ones where she pretends to talk to some bygone family member and give you that their soul comfort and good tidings and you know all they would really want was to give you a uh, firm reprimand Mm. (sighs) oh is wait (laughs) let's just say i know checking checking my notes um yeah uh you have talked to madam christie huh let's just say i know my father wouldn't have said all that gushy stuff about love and being proud (laughs) (sighs) Ooh, yeah that's a that's a, a fatal error, a, a, a rookie mistake of a medium hmm. to say, they're so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh-huh, yeah, right. <sighs> All I really wanted to know was where he'd bury the war bonds. Interesting. Somewhere in moonshine? Hmm, perhaps. Interesting. Well, uh, I assume that you have no ill will towards me as a paranormal investigator, though. I've never seen you before today, so can't (laughs) 
Well, what if I told you I can say, I can tell you something that only Harley would know. I put up my fingers towards the temples of my head <laughs> and I say, I'm getting a reading right now and if Harley was here, he would say. Wait, what do you want me to say? Oh, I, I, I'm wearing two pairs of shoes. Or the, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I, I'm wearing two pairs of shoes. What am I supposed to do with that information? I didn't say it would be useful. I said it would oh. be uh, true. Oh, well, lovely to hear it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yet to be helpful, but... <laughs> helpful? What do you mean helpful? I'm oh. as helpful as a pocket knife on a full saddle horse going 20 miles at dawn. Okay, I, I assume that you would know that that is a useful, helpful thing to have. Cool. Okay, well, while we're talking about the deceased... Mm. How did you know Harley? He was a miner, correct? Yeah, I don't know how that man afforded a ticket. I would have dug a little more into it, but we were already behind schedule as it was, and some of the colonel's crates and the sarcophagus needed special loading and positioning. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I think we know now what his special crates are, um, specifically <sighs> a cobra and a parrot. He brought a cobra? Oh, not again. Oh, that man will be the death of me. Well, uh, if could he have been the death of Harley? Uh, yeah, I don't know the colonel too personally, but he doesn't really seem like the killing type. Is, is there any possibility that Mayor Shoemaker had any oversight to, to send Harley on this trip to watch over his special cargo it seems like hmm. it seems like the the mayor was specific enough that he would care about someone watching over his things you know that's that's a that's a darn good reasoning well for your for my sake i hope you're wrong because if the mayor did send him he is not going to be happy hmm. interesting how about cyan evans uh, the daughter of, I assume, one of the most powerful men in all of Moonshine. Yep, right up there with the mayor. Owns the mines, which are going to be shut down soon. But uh, Cyan's still the rich, snobby girl that she always has been. But that's usual for this sort of craft. Hmm. So if the mines were getting shut down, then I don't suppose you would know what the new employment of Harley was going to be. Don't. I hadn't really given much thought. Hmm. Well, I will have to do that for you then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shoot. Where am I gonna work? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Not. Hey, you. You have enough crises to figure out, Harley. I don't think a work <laughs> crisis needs to be one of them. Oh. <laughs> Sad. Well, Captain, is there anyone I, I didn't ask you about? Do, did you want to tell me a little more about Hastings, or, or was that about all? Oh, that's that's about all I can offer on Hastings. Would you mind if I uh, took a gander around your cockpit for uh, a moment to see if there's potentially any leads I can find in here? As long as you don't touch anything, fine. So as you peek around the cockpit... You see a couple things. So I will just list them off. So um, where the captain's sitting, there's, again, her whole instruments. 
Um, you do notice that uh, to the left on the wall right in front of her is a key ring with some keys on it. Um, to the right is the cot, something shoved under the cot. Um, and then behind the cot, again, is the radio. The chrome makes 1200 with a little moose statue. Uh, you also notice uh, the ceiling. So around the ceiling, there is a, again, that brass and glass tube system that you've been, um, you, that you saw in the dining car. If you stare at it long enough, you see uh, something white shoot through it. As I see a white thing shooting through it, I would like to click open my compass and try to get a good mm. look at what is that zooming through. <laughs> okay, so it's a bit like that carnival game where like you have to stop the light right on the <laughs> right on the button. It's rigged, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you do get a glimpse of a white capsule um, that is seeming going going at uh, high speeds through the tubes. Are any of these tubes leading to like a receptacle in this room like a place where you don't see any receptacle in this room interesting so okay well that's... i'm gonna have to look elsewhere and i might have to use my compass again i close the com compass okay <laughs> good <laughs> nathan has this dumb grin on his face every time i use the compass he's like this time he'll forget this time I'll hit 53. I, I see through you, puzzle master. <laughs> well, th that's something for me to check later, I guess. Will the captain let me look under her cot? Uh, sure. Uh, she doesn't say anything as she's focused on piloting. Um, but you look under the cot and you see a little parachute. Not a little parachute, a big parachute kind of tucked under there. And there's also a glass bottle. Glass bottle with liquid or a message? Uh, empty except for a white splotch on the bottom. Yeah, I'm going to pick that up, try to kind of block what I'm doing with my body from the captain. Okay, she doesn't seem to notice. What is it? It is an empty glass bottle with a white splotch on the bottom. The white splotch is nothing. <laughs> I thought... I thought... It's, it's, a, it's a white, like, painted splotch. Painted. Painted on the inside or the outside? On the outside. On the outside. Can I toss that into my inventory? Yes. Okay. No clue what that is. Uh, mm, anything else under here? I can't remember. Nope. Just the parachute. Can I take the parachute? <laughs> <laughs> that that is a little uh, harder to stealth away. Harder to be inconspicuous. Uh, you could take it, but she will notice that you're taking the parachute. <laughs> uh. I think it's probably just better that I know where this is. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll log log that away. <laughs> okay. There are a few other things that I, I have been wanting to do, so I think I will salute the captain and walk out. Adios. Okay. But after I walk out of the office, I flip open the compass, walk back in, grab the key ring, and walk back oh, out to the hallway. Oh, you sly dog! <laughs> Oh my gosh, you got the keys. Okay, yeah, you have the keys now. They're in your inventory. Hooray! Do you close the compass? Uh, I think I'm gonna wait a second, maybe two. Yes, I close the compass. <laughs> 19 seconds <laughs> and 77. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Okay. Uh, you <laughs> I'm back in the hallway or in the, the, the dining room? You're in the dining car. I'm in the dining car. 
is Mooney working on that uh, bartender? Yep, Mooney's uh, over by the bartender. There is Madame Christie, who is over at the at one of the tables. She has um, acquired one of the tables and has she's put a purple cloth on it. She has a little crystal ball and she's like looking into it. To your left, there's the player piano. Um, still a few empty tables. There's also you notice a sliding door on the left side of the room, going out to a deck. Again, across from you is the doors to the hallway. Mm-hmm. Okay, haven't been to the deck yet. Quick question for Madam uh, Madam Christie. I'm gonna knock on the table if her eyes are closed. Oh yes, the spirits told me that you would be arriving. Mm. What can I do for you, my child? Hey, do you know what smelling salts are for? I caught a thing of them. Smelling salts can be used for waking people up. Cool. I Thus. That's what I thought. Just curious <laughs> if they had any secondary occult thing usage. Well, I suppose you could throw them at ghosts, but... Uh, Keep them away as well as normal salts, but they'd also smell nice. Oh, interesting. You're telling me that ghosts don't like salt? Harley interrupts. Don't you dare think about throwing those at me. I have currently have it uncorked <laughs> and pouring out a little into my hand. And I stop when he says I- that. <laughs> you win this time, ghost. <laughs> I put it back into the bottle. Madam Christie squints again. Speaking of ghosts, my child... I sense that you are haunted by a spirit. Yes, I, t- I sp- told you that. Do you remember? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I told you that in the cargo hold. I do not remember that. But now, <laughs> uh, sensing this, uh, their presence makes me worrisome. If, if only I had the proper equipment, I could perform an exorcism for you. Extreme heat, holy water. Uh, only those two would shred a spirit from this place. I can't believe I forgot to uh, refill my stash. And would that be... But be careful. Would that be a pleasant experience for the spirit in question? Oh, I believe not. I believe it's <laughs> shred them into a thousand pieces very painfully and slowly into the nether realm <laughs> if they'd even make it there in the first place. I get this, like, big grin on my face and I look towards Hastings... <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, towards Harley and I nod. I'm like, hey. uh-huh. Uh huh. That, that, that ain't funny. Now, now. Hey, stop you, that. hey, you wanted to get out of here. You didn't say but not how. That way. <laughs> all right, all that right. Sounds, that doesn't sound mighty pleasant. Being having your soul sucked out like that. We don't got any priests on board, right? You know, I haven't asked people. That's on me, Madam Christie. Are you ordained? I am not. As a one who is of a, a psychic or medium is not allowed to be ordained in the church, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, fair, fair. Um, oh, here's just off-base question, something I haven't asked anyone so far. But, madam, do you have a favorite fruit? A favorite fruit? Why? I'm always partial to lime. Yes. Yes, lime holds the secrets of the universe, I believe. <laughs> and what are those? Oh, you know, all that is unseen will be seen with lime. Oh, like secret messages. Huh. <laughs> Do I, is there blank paper anywhere? <laughs> I'll look out for that. 
interesting. Well, I, that's not why I was asking you about lime, but an interesting thing to remind me of, hmm. madam. Okay. Well, I will let you get back to your exorcism. Um, I don't think... Exorcism, yes. Uh, I just need to find some holy water. Uh, p- please, please do not go through the ceremony unless I give you express permission. All right, fine, fine. As local paranormal expert, I <laughs> I feel like I should be the one to pull that trigger. Just saying. All right, cool. Just don't get yourself possessed, my child. And what? Wh- how? How does that occur? I know. I'm just making sure you know. <laughs> Harley's like Harley scoffs. Possessed? Why would I want to possess this fool? Oh, well, we. We need to talk about this, Harley. We we might have more <laughs> options in our tool belt here. Interesting. Well, thank you again, madam. Um, I will be talking to you again soon. May the moons be with you. How many of them are there? Seventeen, I last counted. Cool. Uh, can I roll an insight check on that? See if... <laughs> I'm just joking. She is lying through her teeth. I knew it. I, I want to talk to the next person. Now I'm just going to ask everyone how many moons there are. Okay. Uh, I'd like to actually go over to Mooney. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> over by okay. the bartender. Can I help you? I was wondering if I could give you a hand. Uh, maybe, maybe it was just luck, but I figured out that radio. Knock yourself out. Not not actually. Uh, there's paperwork involved with that. <laughs> All right, uh, so you examine the bartender automaton. So again, wearing an old-timey bartender outfit, little apron, um, a little mustache glued below its like large, kind of almost bug-like eyes. As you're inspecting it, you realize on its back it's wearing a parachute. Um, you're not really sure why someone would put a parachute on a bartender automaton, but, you know, I guess automatons have rights too. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a better world. Yeah. That's the moral of the story today. (laughs) Exactly. Um, It doesn't have legs. It's like bolted into the floor. Oh, um, wait. Hey, (laughs) but you gave him a parachute? How rude. But it does have have arms. So, um, and if you lift up the apron, you can see inside its metal brass casing, um, there are a variety of bottles um, and whatnot. There's even like little... um, roll of paper kind of scroll up it could be a receipt something like that looks like this uh bartender automaton's all in one. Oh, that's pretty cool i am going to yoink that paper uh it is inside you cannot get at it what 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 like glass what, what do you mean yeah so like it's imagine a clockwork automaton it is protected by glass and brass casing so you haven't found an opening yet okay so no brain teasery puzzle to solve Ah, no. Okay. But as uh, you're examining it, Harley kind of floats up to you. Uh, No, hey, hey, Harley, Harley, (laughs) don't talk to me. I was going to talk to you. Can you possess this thing? Well, it's funny that you're asking about possession. Let me see here. This is the first time I've done this. So, uh, and then he zoops into the bartender, and the lights on the eyes flash to life. Well, this is a strange sensation. I feel a little more tactile. He, like, starts waving the arms. This is nice. Yeah, yeah, this is nice. Uh, did, does Mooney react? 
Uh, Mooney's kind of freaking out. I I've never seen it do anything like that before. I don't know what you did to it. That that is not 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 the bartender I know. Harley, is it you? Well, I think so. <laughs> Harley, who killed you? I'm making a big show of it for Madame Christie. You already asked me that question. I told you I don't remember. <laughs> All right. I j maybe I thought maybe your corporeal form would give you a little more insight. I guess not. <laughs> Madame Christie, uh, can I assume as like, and goes, that is some very nice parlor tricks, my child. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't care if this is a parlor. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> All right. Hey, bartender Harley. You you got something inside. Could could you see if you could oh. get that out? Yeah, yeah, let me see. And he like his arms retract into the case of the or the like the chest of the bartender and uh you what do you what do you want him to grab? The paper roll? Yeah. Okay. Uh he grabs the paper roll and gives it to you and you see that it is a drink log. That's what it says on the top. So I'll show you what it looks like. I'm sending it to you now. I love how escape roomy this all is. <laughs> it is very funny. <laughs> but it's also funny that I have this knee-jerk response whenever I feel like you're going to give me a hint for something that I already was interested in doing. I'm like, no, wait, no, it was my <laughs> idea. Okay, I'm looking at the Moonshine Express drink log. It has different names and colored splotches underneath them. Uh, potentially the mixtures to mix, to mix together uh, for these individuals. Captain Edgeware is white, green, red. Mayor Shoemaker is green, dark red, skin. Or tan. Tan. <laughs> tan. You know, uh, well, let's see. Do they spell things then? If that's specifically tan, I don't know why Nathan would make something tan unless it spelled something. White, green, red. No, it doesn't look like it. Okay. Uh, Miss Evans, purple, then red, then blue. Mooney, brown. There is an octopus in the corner with an M on it. it I have seen other animals in here. I am sure that they have letters. <laughs> um, something to consider later better that okay um so you also flipped on the back of this drink log you can see this is from the last flight so this is from the flight um before uh this coming from moonshine interesting okay so mayor shoemaker flew out to san francisco for the auction does that work in the timeline seems so and it confirms with what you've heard from other people okay was this can I tell if this is the flight back uh, based on the log on the back or anything? Flight back. What, what I'm saying is, like, did the mayor fly back to Moonshine? Oh, uh, this is the most recent flight. So it looks like Moonshine Express uh, came from Moonshine, Oregon, stayed a few days in San Francisco, and now it's going back. So there's no record of Mayor Shoemaker going on a return flight because this is the next return flight on this airship. Gotcha. I'm gonna uh, get that information and ask Harley. Harley, did you ever answer to the mayor? Uh, did were you working for him? Answer to the mayor? Work for him? Now, now that that sounds oh, that's itching something. That's itching. Mm. 
You know, I don't really know, but that does sound familiar. Oh, curse this non-corporeal form. Well, I guess this semi-corporeal. What do you call an automaton who's possessed by a ghost? It sounds like the beginning of a bad joke. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> At a bar, no less. <laughs> okay, so from this sheet, these different colors, which I assume are drinks that are mixed together, are these other bottles in automaton Harley different colors similar to this sheet? Uh, why, yes. He, he, he pulls out, starts pulling out the bottles. So I'm going to read you a list of what the bottles are. So... <laughs> Uh-oh. We got ginger ale, root beer, grenadine, cherries, orange slices, grape juice, and uh, sparkling water. Um, as you, as he pulls them out, you can see there's splotches on each of the bottoms. So I'll go through the list one more time with the colored splotch. So there is ginger ale, which is tan on the bottom. Root beer, that's just fun to say. Brown <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> grenadine, maroon. Cherries, it's just a bottle of, like maraschino cherries, red, orange slices, orange, surprise, uh, grape juice, purple, and sparkling water, which is blue. Okay, well, well, wouldn't you know it, um, if I'm trying to learn everyone's favorite fruits, I might have a little mm, information here to work with. Hmm. For example, Captain Edgeware has cherries in her drink. Uh, what what is grenadine? Grenadine is pomegranate, I believe. Ooh, okay, fun. Mayor Shoemaker has grenadine, uh, amongst cherry and other <laughs> things. Maybe this doesn't work as well as I thought. What what was green? Was there a green? Uh, there was no green. It seems that the green is missing. Hmm. Do these spell things? Was there a white? The white is not in there. You have a white bottle, though. I do have a white bottle. Does the white bottle have any liquid? Uh, no. Do you, as you pull it out, mm -hmm. Harley grabs it and is like, hmm, interesting. You know, this is a strictly non-alcoholic flight. Being prohibition at all. Ah, yes, okay. <laughs> So, would this be alcohol? He like pulls it into his systems and he, like analyzing, analyzing. <laughs> oh, like like beautiful nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> and a little ding goes off. Ding. Well, yep, that's moonshine. Oh wow, it does come into play. Roll credits. <laughs> the title of the exhibit. The moonshine exhibit. Uh, I'll be honest, the amount of information in this puzzle is overwhelming to me. Uh, that is fair. This is a one you... This is a come back and do later over time mm -hmm. kind of puzzle? Okay. Green is still missing as well. Yeah. Yes, so maybe when I find green, I'll find that these spell out things, or I might learn more about fruits. I don't know why... I have a briefcase as Dr. Grace Quinn that says their favorite fruits, but I do. Um, and it had four slots on it. Four Is that right? slots. Uh, if you want to go look at it again, I can go through what it looks like. 
Yeah. Well, while I'm thinking about it, if I could, I guess I'd like to see what are the options of fruit. Well, the options are <clears throat> grape, orange, cherry, a pomegranate, a strange root looking thing, a ginger, and a lime. And there are four slots. Mm-hmm. So how do I know which four would unlock this case? Because I have a lead on what Shoemaker's favorite fruit might be. But also, I mean, there are four people on the previous flight, but Miss uh, Madam Christie is not one of them. And she says her favorite fruit is lime. So I do not know yet, I think. Yeah, yeah, you'll both ponder <laughs> on that. <laughs> I, I think I will. I think I'll probably forget about it, and that's also okay. I won't forget. <laughs> Thank you. Do I hear that from the robot in the other room? <laughs> yeah, he could just sense her presence. <laughs> that's great. Well, I'm going to relieve uh, Harley of his service. Um, I can't think of anything else I want to have the bartender do. Okay. So, so he sloops out of the uh, bartender, and it powers down again. I turn over to Mooney and I shrug and I was like, well, worked for a little bit. Oh, well. Ain't that just the way. Ain't that just the way. I I'm, I know that there is a deck to go to and there are other cabins of people here. I kind of want to go back to the cargo hold. And on the way, you said that there was a picture of like pyramids and such. Mm-hmm. Question. Mm-hmm. You said there was a sundial. Does it have a time on it? You know, it does, oddly enough. And it's an oddly specific time. Uh, as far as you can make out, it looks like the sundial reads 824. Now, how can you see 24 on a sundial, it's Mr. Hicken? almost to the 25, but it's not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. That was some solid logic. I look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> okay so it is all right 824 why is that important you may ask hmm. well really soon here i think it will become apparent i want to go back to the cargo hold okay so you go back to the cargo hold you pass in the hallway um colonel raymond who's pacing outside the hallway just kind of pacing um and go into the cargo hold it's pretty much as you left it uh Harley's body still on the ground. <laughs> That's very sad. All right. The first thing I want to do is I would like to go to the snake. Ah, yes. You go to the trunk and you open it up um, and the snake is no longer there. Gosh darn it. There's a snake loose on this mother loving airship. <laughs> Snakes on an airship. Gosh, Dana Nathan, I was going to feel so smart freezing time, getting past that snake, and you had to up and make time move on. That's so lame of you. Where the snake was, you can see another latch. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. All right, I reach in and I open the secondary latch. Oh, cool. Within, you see a very excitable and playful looking uh, jaguar cub that is aggressively batting at a parachute with a strap in its mouth. My gosh. 
what? Yeah. <laughs> um, does it have a name tag? Uh, it does not. Uh, a nameplate, I guess is what I meant. You know, I'm seeing a lot of parachutes. It would be a shame if this airship was to go down at some point. Well, yeah, I'm not, foresha- be- I'm, I'm, I'm not foreshadowing anything. That would be a right shame. I would say that would be pretty dangerous. Yeah, yeah. We would need to keep track of all of our parachutes in that case, wouldn't we now? Well, yeah, but this is an airship. I mean, it's in the air. How, how likely is that to happen? Famous last words. <laughs> uh, coming from a dead man. Hey. Touche. Uh, <laughs> the other parachutes I didn't take. This one I will take. I am going to flip open the compass, and I am going to take this parachute. Okay. So you grab it, it <laughs> out of the uh, jaguar's uh, paws. It rips the strap a little bit, but you're able to... Um, it rips the strap. It's in its mouth, oh, no. but it is. You are able to uh, take it out, so you have it. You have a parachute. Okay, uh, I undo. <laughs> yes, yes, I undo the the compass. I mean, I close it. And um, man, a snake is loose. <laughs> I'm gonna head back over to Hastings real quick and say, Colonel Hastings, are you as worried about this snake on the loose as I am? Snake? What snake are you talking about? At that moment, there is a scream from Uh, the dining car. Oh, please. Told you so, told you so.